0: Okay, I'm kind of on a tangent right now, but I would love to see more product leaders be vulnerable. I know when COVID started, we all talked about empathy and being empathetic for your customers and your employees, but I want to see leadership be vulnerable. And I posted about this yesterday in a public Slack channel at my work because I have an open book, and I'm like, okay, this is what's happening with me. This is the hardships I'm facing next month. And uh, yeah, let's just, let's just get into it. And I was surprised that like 10 other people responded with vulnerabilities, but all of these were, you know, people with not, that weren't very high up on the food chain. So I really would want more leadership to just tell us what they're worried about. Tell us what, you know, keeps them up at night. And that might Make others realize, hey, this is why maybe they're pushing so hard or they're stressed or they're pressuring their employees. Just be a human.
1: Welcome to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week, a podcast that explores product management and leadership topics through interactive conversations with our product leader panelists conversations that will challenge you to think about your thoughts on the topic and perhaps get you to change your mind. I am Grant Hunter, co-founder of Product Growth Leaders and the host and facilitator for these conversations. Listen, subscribe, and add your voice to the conversation every week in the Product Growth Leaders community. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here with another Product Growth Leaders conversation. Steve... We do a lot of conversations with product leaders in multiple different forums, and it seems like it's a mess out there. Uh, you know, this week's topic is product leadership in com uh, in crisis. Uh, I, in my conversations, I feel like product leaders are looking for some magic answer, right? That they're trying to figure out how do they make this work? I mean, you've been around this for longer than I have. Was this the same thing 30, 40 years ago?
2: No, I honestly feel like it has gotten worse rather than better. You know, um, when I was coming up, product management was a leadership role. And over the course of my career, I've watched uh, product managers become increasingly, you know, development managers or sales engineers and leaving a a pretty big vacuum of leadership at the product level.
1: It it is, and and we're going to talk about that a little today, Uh, but also, you know, is it a product leadership issue or is it a corporate leadership issue? Uh, And and we'll get into that. And on Monday, we put this question into the community. Uh, Why do so, so many companies suffer from a lack of product leadership? uh and you know we got a lot of very interesting answers uh paul hatala always comes with some sharp stuff i hope i can get it back onto the uh some of the calls in the future product leadership requires vision and strategy two things that tend to be weak at most organizations uh eva beasley you know led leaned into uh diversity of the team and the lack of diversity maybe uh being the issue uh may you talked about product leadership in the end of our collective struggles during the time in the individual contributor ranks, right? How it's hard to switch from individual contributor to, to product leader?
3: I don't think it's a switch, right? Cause um, when we, when like when we start doing something as an individual contributor and you eventually maybe sort of set your sights on a management or a leadership role or you fall into management or leadership, all you have is what you know. All you have is what you've observed, right? Um, Maybe you might've taken some courses on what a good manager looks like. Maybe you have taken some courses on what product leadership looks like. But for the vast majority of people, like all of our experiences and what we choose to do is strongly influenced by what we've witnessed right mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like what did you grow up with like not even just in your childhood I'm not talking about childhood trauma trauma but also that impacts what you do in life um but like you know your 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 like product management
1: job <laughs> so it's almost <laughs> a self fulfilling prophecy <laughs> <laughs> which came first the chicken or the egg which came first
3: but, but bad product leadership that, right <laughs> like think about all the things that product managers talk about every time you sit down with them they will tell you what's wrong it's like i don't have time to do product management why because there's always um, urgent roadmap changes from sales or from leadership. They're, we're overwhelmed with doing other people's work. We're inundated with processes, and at the same time, we don't have processes to help us, to help us do our jobs. Um, and we're constantly fighting for alignment, right? So when we get to the point where we're like, okay, finally, I am a product leader or a product you know, manager of product managers, I can finally change something, right? And we all, like, Let's say not, I don't think we all go in. But a lot of us go in with the best intentions, and we're like, "I am not gonna let this happen again." But the system in which we exist, the corporate structure, no matter where you are, it's set up like it's it, like the way things exist um, doesn't. Let you get out of that trap eventually if we fall back into too much work, we fall back into like leadership pushing short term um short term gains for sales, right? so how do we even change that like it's it's systemic, I think it's beyond just you know having the bad person and not enough training it's it's systemic
1: i i I agree completely you you would actually you talked about as a product leader, you're expected to manage your team or team leads to set a direction that's aligned with the corporate strategy, to help set that corporate strategy, uh, to manage alignment with your peers across the company, and finally improve the practice of product management, which is the one that gets the least amount of time. Even when we move from individual contributor to product leader, we're still firefighting, aren't we?
3: Yeah. And I call it, so the, the work of improving the product management practice, which is what like a lot of product leaders want to do. I call it the permanent low priority elephant on your shoulders because it will never be a top priority, but it will always be there. And, you know, if you do something about it, it will get easier. And this is why, like, if you are in that situation, it's so important to find someone else to do that work for you. This is why product operations exist.
1: I mean, is that the... Is that one of the solutions, right? Product ops is a key to make product leadership better?
3: No, it is a way to give you time back to focus on the rest of the impossible task that is product okay. leadership, right? I, I get it. If of doing I, five I, jobs, I, you would have to do four jobs. I,
1: <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Eva, you, welcome. You you were talking about a multi, multi-faceted answer. Uh, but you know, something that's a recurring theme for you, uh, re, uh, diversity of the product team, right? And diversity within the product leadership.
0: Yeah, I think diversity goes hand in hand with accessibility, with cultural norms, with all types of things. I think if your product team is all, you know, white male baby boomer generation type people, then you're gonna get a product that is not built or made for today's standards, both in how it looks, how it behaves, how it is ethically, or, uh, you know, if it's made for all types of users. So I think diversity is kind of, for me, the number one reason maybe why, um, you know, there may be a lack of uh, kind of suffrage there with product leadership. But I know I had a few items on my list.
1: You did have a few items on your list and all of my, you know, a check, check, check. I I think one interesting thing is all the research shows that the more the diverse, the more diversity in a leadership team or board, the better performance of the organization. And to me, that sort of is just a cascade down within product leadership, right? You know, uh, just look at this call. We've got a decent amount of of white males on the call, and you know, we need to make sure that we think about that. And we and I think one thing Steve and I are actually trying to do is make sure we provide a, a platform for 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 all voices. Uh, To do that, you also talked about uh, the fact that product management is not well defined.
0: Yeah, I think um, when I was looking for a product manager role, look, I was, uh, this was a couple years back, and I was applying to anything that said product management. And I got smart to the fact to realize that the, job title does not match the job description. Many times I say you do not need a PMP certification to be a product manager, or a lot of times a technical product manager may be a product owner in disguise where literally the description just states you're creating user stories. Um, So I think if the role itself isn't well-defined, then product leadership may suffer because they don't know Kind of how to lead that that organization if they don't even know what the company needs and what the company is lacking from as far as what people they currently have and they need.
1: Yeah, and, and then that goes hand in hand with your final point, which I thought was great. It's about that there's a lot of the places where you've worked, product management mentorship is not prioritized, right? How can you yeah. be a leader? And then I think this goes to Amaze's point of all these things that we have to do that are on our plate. It's hard to do all of them, and unfortunately, things like building the practice and mentorship to me, goes into building that practice. How do we not spend time doing that, right? How do we not? And for me as a product leader, my first time as a product leader, the hardest thing for me to do was to not catch all the balls that were falling, right? Yeah. And it was a shift of mindset to catching the balls for them, to mentoring and helping them grow so they don't drop the balls uh, to begin with. Any th- yeah. th- more thoughts on
0: I think just the the last thought I had on this is yes, mentorship coaching that's never really a big uh uh given a big priority and I think you know just lack of experience maybe I'm I'm just surmising here, but maybe product leadership is like, well, maybe if I give this newer product manager more work, they'll just automatically get it in a light' will, like you know, go off in their head. But I don't think that that's possible if they're not being coached and mentored to kind of correct the mistakes they made. If they don't, they're going to continue to make those mistakes. So again, giving someone a lot of work um, isn't essentially going to kind of fix their challenges.
1: Completely. I, I had, when I, in that first product leadership role, I had a guy who in some areas was an A plus player, in some areas was a D or a lower player. And I'm like, all you need to do is bring those D things up to a C, right? Or a B, and all of a sudden, and and that's what we worked on. But that was me actually doing it. Uh, And I think that there is a lot of void there. Uh, Marco, you even went a little further than uh, Eva. Eva talked about the the lack of clear definition of what product management is. You even take it further to what a
4: product is. Yeah, indeed. I mean, this this is one of the things that needs to be understood. And very often I see product managers turning more into technical product managers, even POs, and just focusing on the nitty-gritty and feeding the beast. You know, I think Teresa Torres said that. Um, just making sure that that you're providing features, your feature-driven organization, low-hanging fruit. And the funny thing is it it's reverberates in product leadership as well, like to your point of of mentorship. um, It's not being focused on because it's not as tangible when it comes to the success metrics as releasing a feature, right? How do you measure that as a leader, you made your product management team better? It's hard, right? So you can't just say, if I do X, I will get this result and it's clearly defined. So people don't do it because it's it's one of these vague, ambiguous things that you can't really grasp. So you don't put focus on it because it's not a fire drill. It's not, it's not something that needs to be done by tomorrow or something that needs to be delivered to a customer. And this is really part of the issue I see constantly that most leaders don't really see where the impact lies in them mentoring the team, in them ensuring that something's understood i mean i've i've just made that experience myself that uh, within a strategy um i made a wrong statement and of course leadership then said i mean how come you didn't understand that we've been we've been preaching that the entire time and then they they also asked themselves how did we not make this clear to everybody why is this not ingrained in everybody's brain and yeah i mean it's probably because this is not something I was focused on. It was assumed that people get it. When I mean, it's including when it comes to mentorship, you put something out there and you say, well, let's see how you can improve upon that and let's revisit. But if you just put it out there and say, this is what we should all do, and then you just leave and l- let people interpret what you meant, they're not going to adopt it.
1: Yeah. And Steve and I were having a conversation about sort of triggers for the need for better strategy. And one of them was are all, the com- are all the decisions being rolling back up to leadership, right? As a leader, if you're not, to use the word from last week, empowering your team, right? You're not giving your team the knowledge they need, the clarity of a strategy, the understanding of a strategy to help them make decisions. What are you doing, right? And so there's almost two sides of that coin. There's the practice of product and helping them get better, but there's also the enabling and empowering them with a good strategy uh, to move forward.
4: So, uh, you know, it, it's, it's to add one thing, I think the most important thing here is don't just set the strategy, make sure it's understood.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's the, the test I use for strategy. And I, I think I got it from somebody else, but I can't find any references to it. So I'll call it my own now, uh, is, is it clear, right? Is it understood when you share it to people? Oh, I get that. It makes sense. And two, can they make decisions based on it, right? Because if they don't, if it's not clear, if they don't understand it, you've already lost. If it's clear and they understand it, but it doesn't enable them or empower them to make decisions that they don't have to roll back up to you, uh, wow, right? You know, those are two two things you need to do. Uh, So, Calvin, many companies don't understand the role of product management. So you're coming back to sort of where, where Eva was, right?
5: I guess, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's I just thought back to to my experiences with people that I had that I would uh, work for, and they just didn't understand the role. And so yeah you know, if you if you're not understanding the product management role, how are you expected to lead in it? You know, and immediately I thought of a, a product manager role. That you know, I realized two weeks into it that what I was doing was not what I had signed up for, you know, and it ended up being like more sales support. And that's you know, that becomes a function of somebody in the you know, as a director of product management that had never been in the role and had no concept of what it's supposed to encompass. And I think that that you know, that that happens a lot. Um,
1: yeah. So there's a couple things to unpack there. One, you know, one is, and I'm going to hit, hit Steve on this because I know this is something he's talked about before. Sometimes you're getting people who are product leaders who haven't done product management, and you know, the other, which is interrelated, even many people who did do product management back to May's point, uh, they did it in a definition that wasn't really strategic or business; it was very tactical. Uh, Steve and I were talking uh, in our. Uh, Principles of Product Strategy course, we introduced a definition of product life cycle management that was to maximize the value created for the market and the organization across the life cycle, throughout the life cycle, I can't remember exact wording of the product. And we start thinking about that, that actually is not a bad definition for product management, right? It really leans into the, the business role, the strategic role of product management, and that our job is to help maximize the value created for the market for customers and the value created for the business. And and that's sort of a key intersection. It's, you know, uh, everybody talks about this feasible, viable, you know, type stuff. But for me, it's like, there's only two things. Does it create value for the market? And that would be the buyers and the users. And does it create value for our business? Uh, That's, you know, maybe if we want to be a more, you know, uh, holistic, you know, give back to the world, we put stakeholders in there too. Uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, the economy, the community and that type of stuff. Uh, I, I could see that in a Drucker type way. See, I had to get Drucker in there. But Steve, you were talking about it, whether it was on this call last week, or in one of our other conversations, because we talk basically every day, you you this, this thing where you're seeing a lot of non product management people becoming product leaders,
2: yeah, and I don't, I, I really don't understand it. Uh, if uh, I can't fathom a VP of development who's never developed or a VP of sales who's never sold. And I, I've heard about companies that swap their executives around. Uh, but I mean, certainly if you're, if if you want to, un- yeah, if you want to understand the job your people are doing, you know, um, having done that job helps a lot. But I I think in many cases, even if they do have a product background, it it occurs to me based on your last definition there, that most product managers are not product managers, they're release managers.
6: They're not looking at it through the life cycle.
1: Yeah. And I believe that some of the thought leaders in the industry, uh, training companies and other Uh, thought leaders have actually perpetuated this they've leaned Mm -hmm. into this technical tactical role uh, versus keeping it sort of in the strategic realm Mm
6: -hmm.
1: Corey as you always do you some you 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 know joy hasn't been on a while but it seems like you've you know channeled your inner joy with a nice short question this really hits it ego and trust
7: yeah They think they know better. They don't need anybody else to tell them what to do or how to solve a problem. They think they know the right thing to do because they're in charge and they don't trust anybody else to do it. So to get to the point of what Steve was saying of release managers and delivery managers is just, just go do what I'm telling you to do. Don't empower your people and go figure out the problems to solve. And I may not know those, Um, and that's okay that I don't know those. And I trust you to go figure that out. It's to me and my experience is it's more of the, uh, I want you just to do these things. I don't want you to solve these problems. I just want you to do these things because those are my ideas and I just want to see them done.
1: Uh, I mean, it's sort of a, go ahead, Steve.
2: I actually had this conversation this week. Uh, um somebody said he joined the firm the the president said you know i've we've done all this discovery we know we're right and um 6 months in he went well i can't find anybody who wants this thing you're asking me to build who did you do discovery with and the president said oh i talked to the sales guys and you know a complete So so the result of our conversation was assume no discovery has been done. (laughs) You know, do your own original primary research
6: or um, figure out if you're
2: actually building something that the market will value.
7: Yeah. And I was I was just today I was putting out something that we were talking about the concept of a painted door, um, which is, you know, a label or an activity on a page that somebody uh, in your application that somebody might want to use, you put a painted door up there and they click on it. And this says, Hey, this feature isn't available yet. Would you like to know more? And it kind of gives them the idea, but it gives you data. Somebody mm-hmm. on this button and said they wanted that thing, or they are interested in it, which is a hell of a lot different than having a discovery call six months ahead of time where somebody says, Oh yeah, I would totally use that. And then mm-hmm. they totally don't when the button is available because actions speak louder than words and Mm -hmm. that's the way you figure that out so even that conversation of yeah i talked to the sales guy even if the sales guy was right that data is so old that by the time the market shifted the customer shifted everything has shifted
2: which is why learning is a core skill in product management and the core of the quartz open framework
1: yeah, and, and and why validation has to happen throughout the whole process, not just at the beginning, right? And I love that idea of the painted door. I, I think it's really, I, I like it a lot. A uh, great way to validate and, and to get that data, as you're talking about. The other thing you're, you know, I'm gonna go back to what May said earlier about how product leaders have too much on their plate. Yet the the ego and trust come into it, and it's like they're not willing to. Uh, assigned to people, right? Part of leadership is, is empowering your team, your organization to do stuff, right? And if you try to take it all yourself or all the fun stuff yourself and just make them do all the hard work, that's not building a great culture. Uh, and it's not empowering them to, to lift, right? I, use, I helped bring some software companies to channel, right? And if you took a direct sales force, a lot of them didn't like the idea of channel, but I'm like, here's the deal. With a good channel organization, you can lift a whole bunch more, right? They become a a, a, a pulley, right? The more channel par- good channel partners you have, the more pulleys you have, the higher a number you can lift. And that's the same thing with a product organization, right? The more good people we have in the product organization, the more our organization can do, the better chance we have of success. If you try to make it just on yourself, you're setting yourself up and your organization up for failure. So... Uh, Maybe a little humility. We've talked about that. And maybe it's partly the hubris of a lot of product leaders that get in the way. Uh, I'll take that back to Eva's statement of uh, the demograph of a lot of product leaders uh, could be uh, contributing to that. Uh, Dutch, we've been saying a lot. I'd love to get, you know, your take on this.
6: I was responding to a a text message about a meeting later today and had to get myself (laughs) off mute. Sorry about that. Uh, I was listening though. (laughs) Um, So I can usually just say like what everyone else said, because everyone has great ideas. Everyone I I align a lot of times with what has been mentioned. I I think a lot of it does go basically to the lack of understanding and respect along with the trust for the role. and, and what the responsibilities are, uh, there's there's always misconceptions based on the words and labels that we put on things, you know, what's a manager, well, people think of a certain thing for managers and, and managing the concepts and the strategy behind the product isn't what a lot of people think what a manager would end up doing, that's more of a director or a an executive or something. Um, and then when you start talking about the fact that a product manager is focused on, you know, voice of the customer, uh, oh well, that's customer service. Who you're customer facing, and so, and so a lot of the roles or the responsibilities seem to touch everything. And so, when it touches everything, is it one thing? Um, you know, I I just think that once once our community, not just product growth leaders, but the community of all product managers can fight for ourselves and give executives the the concept of what it is that we do, uh, focusing on the what and the why. What's the problem and why are we the best to solve it? And let everyone else figure out the how it gets done and maybe even a little bit of the when um, for what currently is being worked on and such. it just there's just it's overwhelming <laughs> i mean not not only do we have so, so much on our plates but we have so much on our career that we touch uh mm-hmm. it, it's hard to wrangle it in and figure out what's what's being done on a day-to-day basis
1: yeah i, I, I was talking to a, a former coworker uh, in um, last week and she said you know we've been in the it's this is 30 years right we've been trying to solve the same problems and it seems like we're still Solving, trying to solve the same problems when it comes to pr- what is product management, what's the value of product management, getting right. people to understand that business role—it's—it's it's tough.
6: Yeah, uh, and when, it's, and I think another problem of it is the fact that in a startup, you can have one person that's doing everything for product management, but then as right. the product grows and as the company grows, you need more people to do what that one person was doing. Um, you know, you need the technical product manager slash product owner. You need the the day-to-day product manager. You need the strategic product manager. You need leadership above those in order to do what, as a small team, one person could do. Yeah. So there's more more roles. It's just as a startup, you're wearing all the hats at the same time and looking silly.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. And and I've been in the situation where a CEO founder was playing all those roles and grew and couldn't wouldn't let go of them right And right. that that causes issues as well there's gonna be different as you scale there's different skills needed any last thoughts on you know why companies are suffering from a lack of product leadership before we move to the poll all right on Wednesday, uh, we put this question, poll question in the community. What is the leading contributor to the lack of product leadership? Uh, Senior leadership that does not get the value of product management, product leaders who do not come from a product management background, product leaders who struggle to evangelize for the strategic, for the role of strategic product management, lack of diversity in product leadership and product management, and other, it depends. Uh, And we had, you know, 20, uh, 18% other It Depends, led by Paul Hatala saying that it's about lack of strategy. I may have sort of said that I, I would have put that as as the top one uh, where I voted. Uh, Eva, you were one of the uh, 18% of people who voted for the lack of diversity. You've made that case already. You know, any anything more to add on that?
0: Um, The only thing is I shared a quote from uh, something I found on Women in Product, and it says... As product leaders to build inclusive products and embody all communities we serve, we must ensure that our companies and multidisciplinary teams internally have diverse people with distinct perspectives and viewpoints that represent actual market segments. So I honestly can't say it better than women in product.
1: Yeah, no, I I love that. And and again, research has shown that diversity in leadership is an indicator of success. Of, of overperforming the mean. And I think that there's a lot to be said for that. Uh, Calvin, you were one of the 18% who said product leaders who do not come from a product management background. Again, you talked about that in the Monday question. Anything more you'd like to talk about that?
5: Yeah, I, I made a comment below, which is two is a product of one. Okay. You know, and that's that's really it. That's Yeah, I don't know that I could say say much more than that. I think that's pretty clear. Then In my mind, it's fairly clear. Yeah, awesome.
1: Uh, Corey, May, myself, uh, all went in Dutch, all went for the senior leadership does not get value. I want to give Marco and Steve uh, a chance because I don't think they voted before. Where would you go, Steve?
6: Here we go. Uh, I had to blow up the poll
2: here. Um, Well, you know, uh, all of those are really good choices, but I'm going to vote for product leaders who do not come from a product management background. Uh, They, how can they mentor, how can they manage their people if they don't really understand what their people do?
1: Okay. And, I thought that might be something you would say, uh, so uh, just from the recent
4: conversations. Marco, how about you? So I, I didn't vote, I must have forgotten. Yeah, it's, it's a hard one, I have to admit. I would have said all of the above, um, because yeah, it's it's the strategy needs to be communicated. It needs to be made very, very clearly understandable, which also does mean that they have to understand product management to begin with in order to communicate it appropriately, right? Yeah. um that and of course understanding what a product manager actually can and cannot do or can do should do doesn't have to do right uh, again you know don't don't throw this over the fence and then expect a product manager to pick it up and understand it immediately and 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 find meaning in it uh, yeah. so empowering does look different empowering does mean a certain amount of guidance still needs to be there so yeah um I had to pick one I, I would probably still be the first one because okay. the value of product management does require you to understand product management all
1: right i love it uh Corey, gotta have a good environment to be possible for good things to happen
7: yeah well, we started talking about it earlier and i dropped a note in chat but i you know you can have a rose grow in a garbage heap in a trash dump you can see you know beautiful things grow in odd places but it's awful hard to do that. Uh, one of the guys I, I like to follow uh, is an agile coach, but he's also a gardener and he talks a lot about gardening and how farmers and when you have to have good soil for things to grow or it's easier to grow good things in good soil. And now that's what I'm, uh, you're welcome, Eva, uh, for having that song stuck in your head. Every rose does has a thorn. Uh, but it's, it's awful hard to do good things in a, bad place. It's easier to do good things in good places and whatever you define good place as, uh, but that environment is so uh, critical to success. And that's where I've I've left organizations and I've seen struggle where I try to do good things. Good things can happen, but they're so hard to get done and they're so hard to convince people that that's the right thing to do. And then as soon as I leave or as soon as a a good product person leaves everything goes back to the way it was because it wasn't the right environment for that type of thing anyway they just they tolerated you (laughs) for doing that for a while even if you were successful like i i've I've been in places where you know we improved the quality to practice the the revenue the the base whatever by like 30 percent and they were like that's good enough we only want 30 percent improvement i'm like but you can have so much more They're like no 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 no, 30% is more than enough for us
1: okay I, no i i get it i like it and I, and it goes back to our conversation earlier this year on toxic companies and toxic bosses right sometimes you can't change it uh, may you said you couldn't vote for the second one no
3: uh, cuz you... it is the most attractive option you know like reading through that list i'm like Okay, I, I I feel like I have many, many reasons to vote for number two, like which is product number two is the yeah. don't have a product management background, but that is a symptom, not the cause. The cause is senior management that doesn't understand what product management is that doesn't understand the need for product management. The reason why you would have product leaders who don't have a product management background is that they don't understand why you have product management, Yeah. right? Like, you, mm-hmm. if you understand truly what the value of product leadership is, then you know, absolutely know you need someone with experience, right? I mean, yes, you're gonna always, you, you can't always hire people who are experienced product leaders. that That's just not gonna work. You're always gonna have to eventually promote someone and like train people to do it. But like at least they have product management experience, you know um, <laughs> So it's like all these startups that try to target all of these like young aspiring product managers to be their first PM and then they underpay them and force them to be release managers or underpay them and like expect them to do literally everything. Mm. Um, and, and then all of a sudden they're head of product at the startup that might've accidentally got lucky. And then what, right? Like, have they learned anything? It's hard to tell.
1: Yeah. I, you know, for me, I never had the title product management manager before I was a director and leading a team, but I had been, a market research person i'd been a strategy person i'd been a marketing person i'd been a partnerships person so i had built this portfolio of product management skills so sometimes it doesn't have to be the title but it has to be the responsibility the capability uh that goes into it and basically i was doing product management as the director of marketing and they said why don't we just make you director of product management and gave me a team uh so i think that it, you know back to i think eva was the one who said in the beginning Titles are a mess, right? It doesn't matter the title. You know, people could have a product management title and they were doing, you know, scrum leadership and project management and not really doing it. So it's really looking at what people have done and the experiences and capabilities they have. Love it. Uh, Dutch, you also voted uh, senior leadership. And, and for those who don't see it, 45% uh, senior leadership uh, not understanding the value of product management was the lead vote getter. Yeah,
6: Um Goes with the the first question you know just not understanding what what product management does uh i was at a company who had a product management team that w- had a vp of product but that was after they had a vp of content and product because they had editorial person that was in charge and oh well content is dealing with the technology and how it's output so it's going to be one person they they shifted to having a vp of product And then that individual decided, well, we need to create a product ops team, which was great. But that ops team really didn't collaborate much with the rest of product management. Uh, They were collaborating with senior leadership. And then product management got shifted to to under the CTO and was all technical product managers who still didn't collaborate with product ops, at least not the entire team. Some people were, but for a year and a half, they were there and it, it it really, there it was it was a mess, uh, yeah. all all because they just didn't understand what the value was and what it meant, and just because we need something else doesn't mean that what you have has to go away. Add this, add the new thing. Don't change what you have to that, because then you're then you're back to the drawing board of oh well now we need to have someone doing the, the first thing again.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, that reminds me of a, a story from a couple of years ago. The a, a friend called and said that um, they'd had a reorg and they had laid off the entire product management department. And a month later, HR called all of the product managers back and said, We just figured out what you do. Would you return? And no, of course, everybody was like, are you out of your mind? I mean, no, I would never come back to to your company now. Um, And furthermore, you know, all of them had gotten new jobs (laughs) since then. And it's just like, we just figured out what you do, Uh, which is just, you know, kind of mind blowing. And yet, you know, Grant and I do these racy uh, exercises with clients and it's amazing the number of things that people say, oh, I'm responsible for that, or I I have no idea I was responsible for that. And the people who most benefit from these uh, sessions that we do is the HR department. They come in and they go, this is brilliant. We finally know what a product manager is supposed to be
1: doing. Yeah, exactly. Uh... And may put into the the chat this sort of new title of strategy and operations that's coming up. And I'm seeing it mostly in VC funded, uh, you know, unicorny type companies. But what they've really done is they've realized they didn't have strategic product management. So they created a title, which was strategy and ops to do that for them. But the ops never makes sense to me because there's no, that's like two sides of it. The practice side and the ops and the strategy side, sometimes that might be a better and in separate roles.
3: May I have like seven articles in draft about this. Like it makes me so angry. <laughs> I I'm not gonna go into it. It's off topic.
6: All right. I've got like three that are in draft for this exact topic.
3: <laughs>
1: right. Calvin, you raised your hand, or you just yeah. now acknowledge-
5: No, I was gonna show that that's kind of what I'm doing right now, is is Some, you know, strategy and ops, operational uh, product management, I'm not involved in any of the, um, you know, as a, in a software company, I'm not involved in the, in the technical stuff. Mm. So it's, you know, I mean, it's stretching me, but it's the stuff that the technical product managers don't think about, which is all the business stuff and the Mm operational stuff. If you right. if you define
1: operations as the business of the product, sure, I can get that. But product operations, as the way it's defined, is really about the practice of the product and, you know, helping product managers do a better job. It just, I don't know, it seems like, you know, uh, Larry Bossidy in his book, Execution, said you've got strategy people and you've got execution people or operations people. And those are two separate things.
3: Okay, so I'll pipe in here. Um, the... <laughs> The nature of product management is intrinsically strategic and operational, right? Like there's no there's no way around it. Um, however, this strategy and ops role often sits next to or around product management. Mm-hmm. So where it gets complicated is where the delineations exist, um, and the nature of strategy, I believe personally, belongs to product management. Mm -hmm. Because, like, who else should own strategy? Really, like you're deciding what Mm -hmm. goes into the product, you're deciding what to do next, that's strategic. Um, There are such things as strategic operations where you figure out, like, what is the best way to improve your operations? So if you're putting the words strategy and operations together, like the best way to do is call it strategic operations, because you're really thinking about how do we do this? Not, you can also think about how do we do strategy, but that's just the operations of strategy, but that's still not just strategy by itself. Right strategy by itself is very much what product management is. However, when you have product management, product management, strategy, and operations, then like, what does that mean? Yeah, no, that's like, I think it's okay for product management to have both strategy aspects and operations aspects. And in fact that is a part of the job, but like. Aside from that, if you split out product strategy and product operations, then what on earth is product management?
1: Yeah. No, I I agree completely. So let's try to go ahead. Real
6: quick. uh, you know, in my military background, you know, we had people that were strategy operations and tactical implementation. We didn't have product management as a specialty, but we did have people that focused at three different levels of process and
1: no i i think there's a lot to be learned from that and and we need to figure that stuff out uh you know we only have time for uh one question before our our takeaways and you know we've been talking a lot about why do we suffer from it and what's the cause of it what does good product leadership product leadership look like right we've talked a lot about what it doesn't look like but what does it look like eva
0: Okay, I'm kind of on a tangent right now, but I would love to see more product leaders be vulnerable. I know when COVID started, we all talked about empathy and being empathetic for your customers and your employees, but I want to see leadership be vulnerable. And I posted about this yesterday in a public Slack channel at my work because I have an open book. And I'm like, okay, this is what's happening with me. This is the hardships I'm facing next month. And uh, yeah, let's just, let's just get into it. And I was surprised that like 10 other people responded with vulnerabilities, but all of these were, you know, people with not, that weren't very high up on the food chain. So I really would want more leadership to just tell us what they're worried about. Tell us what, you know, keeps them up at night. And that might make others realize hey this is why maybe they're pushing so hard or they're stressed or they're pressuring their employees just be a human
1: I I love that and I I think I always like using humility and I think it was C.S. Lewis who defined humility as is not thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less and that takes me back to Corey's stuff from earlier about ego uh, and trust and uh, so I I love good product leadership looks like empathy vulnerability, humility. Uh, I I can get totally behind that. Marco.
4: Tough one. Um, Well, first of all, I would say uh, respect the safe place. Um, Mm -hmm. Part of the problem is that I very often see people look to leadership for strategy and all the answers. And then leadership getting upset when that is not understood when in fact, I mean, leaders are humans too, right? They need to, to the point that Eva had earlier, um, be vulnerable enough to put out that maybe they don't know the answer. Maybe they're looking for the answer and need the rest of the team to support them and understand it. I mean, it's on the one hand, different perspectives, but it's also the ability to say, well, maybe I don't have all the answers. Maybe I can't tell you what to do we define it together and then we stand behind it, but I still try to get the, keep the bigger picture. And that only happens if people aren't mute because they're afraid of the repercussions of uh, going against what they think is the strategy set up by leadership. No, I love that. Uh, Calvin.
5: You know, I think I hadn't thought of that the way that, that Eva and Marco had defined that, but I think those are really good. Um, qualities so in addition to the like, humility um not knowing what you are being being open about what you don't know and being vulnerable um also being also willingness to learn um a willingness to to uncover curiosity you know knowledge experience mm-hmm. love it dutch
6: My mute button always eludes me. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give an answer like a customer. I don't know how to describe what I want, but I'll know it when I see it.
1: It's Sort of, I know of like what art, good
6: product right? leadership is when I see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is a feeling. I, you know, it's you uh, when I've seen it. It's somebody who you know inspires you. It's somebody who you know, both with the vision and the strategy, but also with that vulnerability and humility, uh, makes you want to come together and work with them. I, I love it. Corey,
7: I was trying to, don't find... just say
1: you good leadership looks like Corey.
7: <laughs> no. Um, I was trying to find, uh, there was something in one of Kagan's books that I can't remember the, the exact quote on, but there's something about, uh, this idea of winning products come from the deep understanding of the user needs combined with an equally deep understanding of what's just now possible. It's putting those things together. It's not, please God. Don't let it be filling in a Gantt chart that doesn't change for the next six months. Mm-hmm. Stop. It's what are the problems in the market? How can we solve those problems better than anybody else? And how can our business benefit as a result of doing that? I I love that. That's great. Steve.
2: Well, it really depends, I think, on on which product leadership we're talking about. I mean, in some ways, it's you know, my expectation is that the product manager is the product leader of the product. I, I however, I think your question really is the leadership of product management. What does that mm-hmm. look like? And I'm reminded of uh, I'm rem- reminded of a book I mentioned. I think a few weeks ago, uh, customers come second. Employees come first as a manager of people right my people should come first i should be grooming them for their next position i should be supporting them when they're being attacked by other departments um i remember vividly years ago i was just a, pro- a, a young product manager i was walking through support and i saw one of the support reps in tears and i went over and took the phone and said hello and this person was swearing like I've never heard and I'm pretty good at swearing. And I said, well, we will not tolerate that. Um thank you for calling click. And and uh, you know, everybody was just aghast that I had done this, right? But it's just like, no, we're not we I'm supporting the people and they're not even my people. Yeah. Um so I reminded of the the reverse org chart, you know, that mm-hmm. it's a pyramid where the management is below the people supporting the Right, yeah. and to me, that's leadership.
1: No, I love that, uh, and you know, I'm I'm going to point to my little sign, right? I think that there's a lot to learn about t- from Ted Lasso about, uh, you know, how do you make people better people, right? It's about how do you treat the people and the individuals, and mm-hmm. it's interesting because none of this has come to st- strategy. I think strategy is key, but a lot of product leadership is about empowering the organization to help you do that uh, and get. You know, the-
2: and an interesting add to that is he didn't know football. No. So, you know, earlier we kind of ran, I ran it a little bit about, you know, how can you be a leader of product managers if you've never done product management? And yet the Ted Lasso answer is support them, motivate them, you know, encourage them and also assume that they know what they're doing because he certainly didn't.
1: I I think the term he used was helping them become a better version of themselves. And I think You know, Mm -hmm. it's interesting how that's
2: that's leadership
1: as somebody who tends to lean on the strategy side. When we come to what does it look like? Everybody here is talking about that that side of it. So, Steve, I know you have to to, to sign off a little early. What's your biggest takeaway from this conversation? Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso.
2: Ted Lasso. Uh, You know, support your people, make them the better version of themselves.
1: I love it. Marco, And with
2: that, I'm out of here. See you in a week. All right.
1: thank, thank you, Steve. Marco, what about you? I, I couldn't agree more.
4: I mean, that's exactly right. It's, it's not just making sure that your team yeah, is empowered and all that, and, but they understand what you're after and you have their back. Now don't throw them under a bus if you get heat from above. Because I see this all the time. You know, and, it's, yeah. and, and it demotivates people. They, they put in the time. They put in the work and all of a sudden being shut down because you didn't know what, what leadership needed from you. That's just not right.
1: No, I, I I always viewed one of my main jobs as a leader as providing air cover for my team so they could get their jobs done. Uh, I had their back. Dutch. Uh,
6: my biggest takeaway is the fact that we all need to grow into those leadership positions that solve this ourselves.
1: Yeah. <laughs> No, it's a lot of work, uh, and it's hard. But and, in, and some people aren't cut out for it. I think we have to realize that too. Just because you're a great individual contributor doesn't mean you're going to be a great uh, leader.
5: Calvin. Um, first, I, I always I agree very much with what you just said um, for reasons I won't get into because will take us down a different path. Mm-hmm. But I'm always in these conversations. I'm always interested and. In, in, in how different people have a different view other than my own. And so I always take away something, you know, something there around the, around what leadership is, what leadership is and what leadership looks like. So. Yeah. I got it. Eva.
0: I really liked what Steve said about like customer second employees first. So my mm-hmm. kind of uh, my last comment would be leaders, take care of your people. Check in, make sure they're okay. A lot of times, people will smile and and it's fake to make you more comfortable, or say everything's fine to make you more comfortable. Just mm-hmm. make sure that you know they're they're okay because right now things are kind of difficult all around.
1: No, hundred uh, percent agree,
7: Corey. Uh, how unlikely it is that this problem will be solved in my lifetime. Uh. If it hasn't been solved in Steve's lifetime, if it's only gotten worse, may, may see the, the beginning of the, you know, the the realization that, you know, this has been solved, but I, I don't know how long it's going to take to really solve this problem of product leadership and organizations.
1: I don't want to solve it. I just want to get 30% better at it, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, I hate you. I had I had to bring that back. <laughs> yeah.
7: All right, my friend May.
3: I think there's a couple of aspects of what we talked about, and the first one is um, it goes back to your vision brings people into the organization, and your leadership makes them stay. So, what does the leadership mean? Well, there's the people leadership aspects that we talked about: vulnerability, um, emotional vulnerability, support. And also just generally being a good manager, but also from the product side, what Corey said about, you know, really understanding and focusing on the strategy so people know what they're doing. Like let your teams be product managers and you know, as product managers, we work with our counterparts as product leaders, you have to also work with your counterparts and set those expectations and set those roles and responsibilities with your peers. And it's all of those things that come together that make up the concept of product leadership. And I think, does it make sense for that to be one person?
1: I mean, at some point there's one. What one one the built that has to stop somewhere, right? Uh, in honestly, when we started our takeaways, I was leaning towards the Ted lasso. It's all about the soft side. But then, may, you got me coming back to it. it's It's like that perfect balance of the strategy and vision and the 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 empowering side because how do you empower your team if you don't give them a clear strategy they understand that helps them do their job and 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 make decisions? Uh, and I remember, you know, my biggest responsibility job, I was at a division of GE. I had 300 million of revenue and they couldn't hire people for open positions in that group before I was hired. People wouldn't come internally, right? People didn't want to come there. 12 months into my stay, they made a rule that they were limiting people coming to my team from the other parts because the people like, you actually, I understand what you're trying to do now. I get the strategy. I get how you teach, you know, I a lot of Tom Peters management by walking around. And I think it's that perfect balance of the two you have to have uh, if you're going to have success with this. Wow, what a great conversation uh, on this. I, you know, and, and obviously we hit this topic and a lot of things we talk about and we'll probably be coming back and talk some more, maybe give us a better chance to solve it in Corey's lifetime. Uh, but, you know, Stephen Dutch had to leave early. Marco, Calvin, Eva, Corey, May, thank you for some great conversation on this topic. Next week, we're going to have just as good a conversation, if not better, on portfolio management, right? Where Mm -hmm. does portfolio management play with product management, right? Two different titles intertwined. Uh, So next week, we're going to talk about portfolio management. Uh, And we do this every week. Uh, Monday, the question goes in. Monday, it'll be a question about portfolio management. Wednesday we have the poll and Friday we have these amazing conversations and I thank each and every one of you for always making these great conversations where I learn, I grow, I change my perspectives. This is, you know, probably my happiest hour every work hour every week and it's because of you guys. So thank you so much. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week in the community. Take care everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. If you haven't yet, go to your Apple, Android, or favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. For more great content and to participate in the Topic of the Week conversations, go to community.productgrowthleaders.com and join the conversation.